you are informed about the Real Life Wednesday program. You sit down with your position coach to see just how they view you. You sit in that office with Urban Meyer. I've never done it before, but I know people that walk out that door commit to Ohio State. So that's what they need to do with J.D. Just be patient for till his season is over and then get him down there for a day, not a crowd, not the day of game day where you're worried about beating Michigan, a day when you can devote to J.D. Duplain and his future and I think that would be the tipping point there. And I think he, you know, I've got him crystal ball to Ohio State, and no reason to change that. Good news for the Buckeyes right there. And then Kevon Butler, uh, also, you know, he's another kid that's committed. He's committed to Kentucky, uh, defensive tackle from Toledo Whitmer, of course. Uh, do you think he will flip and become a Buckeye? Yeah, I put that crystal ball pick in the minute the offer was uh, extended. Um, he committed to K- Kentucky without having ever visited Kentucky. So that was kind of a weird, you know, weird thing right off the bat. I thought even when he was committed to Kentucky, I kind of thought he was going to end up at Michigan State. Uh, I think Ohio State will get him here. I think Larry Johnson, again, will be the difference. Uh, Kayvon is going to visit Ohio State for the Michigan game. I don't think he needs to come down on a Tuesday or Wednesday and get the six-hour spiel. Um, you know, he's probably ready to commit right now, I would think. But that'll be a good weekend for him to come down, meet some other recruits, you know, bask in the, the atmosphere of Ohio State. I, I don't know that he's ever been to a game at Ohio State. So I, I just think that one is probably done for Ohio State. So I would feel more strongly about Kayvon Butler than I would J.D. Duplain, but I feel pretty strong about J.D. Duplain too. So, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I think both these guys are in. More good news there. Um, you know, months ago, you and I talked about Jonathan Allen, um, you know, the big offensive tackle from Dayton Dunbar. Are the Buckeyes still interested in him, Bank? I don't think so. You know, Jonathan, to his credit, you know, they asked him. They knew he was raw. He has not played a lot of football. Um, they knew he was raw. He came to camp and busted his tail. They asked him to come back the next week to camp. He did that. Busted his tail again. Um, they asked him to come back to Friday Night Lights. He did that. I mean, he has done everything they've asked, but the unfortunate thing for him was he wasn't really good in camp. But I think they could overlook that, you know, maybe try to work with him, develop him. Then he blew his knee out before the season, and that was a bad injury. And I think there's just so many red flags against Jonathan with his inexperience, Rod playing the position, now not playing his senior year. I just think they're going to look elsewhere. Um, he's a great kid, you know, and academics are absolutely not a concern. Good in the classroom. Uh, but I just think he had some strikes against him there, and I think they're going to look elsewhere. Rondale Robinson's obviously making, or excuse me, Wandale Robinson is making his uh, announcement this Thursday. Obviously, the H back from Frankfort, Kentucky, looked like the Buckeyes had a great shot at landing him for the longest time. Now, it seems that it seems as if things are turning Nebraska's way. Is that what you're hearing about Robinson? You think he's going to pick the Cornhuskers? Uh, I got a crystal ball picking for him to Ohio State, but that thing was in pencil, and the uh, the eraser still works. I checked this morning. I don't like the looks of this one. I do. I'm going to do some more checking here in the next day or so. But I, I don't like where this one's headed uh, in terms of Ohio State. I thought they had him. I thought it was done. I really thought Alabama and Kentucky were the main competitors. I, you know, Nebraska's kind of come in the side door here. Um, so I don't like what I'm hearing, but I'm not ready to write him off yet. I want to do 
do another another day of checking around, snooping around there. But you know, the vibe is not good for Ohio State to land Wandale Robinson. I saw you said Rondale there. You must have Rondale Moore still on your mind from a couple weeks ago. I know, right? It's just uh, <laughs> you try and black these I things just, out. It's just it's just hard to do, man. You know, yeah, Wandale Robinson. Yeah, I got it. Um, what, what's yeah, bad about I that? I even have it jotted down here. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Wandale Robinson. If he goes to Nebraska, I don't, well, I don't care how I pronounce his name, though. So, no, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, Rondale Moore. Yeah, we're gonna be uh, scored again. Wishing we got him for a long time. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, Rondale Moore just scored again. I got my TV on in the background. He just scored again against Ohio State. <laughs> Five guys had a chance to tackle him, and they all missed. Yeah, it's now 92 to 20 with about a minute left. Oh, goodness gracious. And now the Buckeyes aren't going to get a chance. Even if they run the table, it looks like they probably won't get a chance to uh, to play Purdue now. I thought Purdue might go up to Michigan State take care of business, but Sparty shut them right down, so that made that loss to Purdue look even worse. But uh, So Urban Meyer's going to have a press conference today, 11.45 a.m., as he usually does on Monday. Did not have one last week. He never does during the bye week. He had nothing to do with the loss. He just never does one during the bye week. Um, so, uh, Bill, looking at the the 2018 team itself, do you do you expect the Buckeyes will bounce back and finish the season strong, or do you do you kind of feel like some of these issues that have been festering and have reached the surface are kind of beyond repair at this point? No, I don't feel that way at all. I think they. I think this week you're going to see. A, you know, Urban has always wanted that angry team, all those cliches he uses, you know, angry team and all that. I mean, I think you're going to see it this week. I think, you know, I think Nebraska's in a lot of trouble this week, and I think this could be a, you know, 62-17 to 17 game or something like that. I, I think it's going to be bad. But, you know, um, in terms of does that prove that all their issues are solved, That you know, I don't think so because Nebraska's pretty bad. But uh, I wouldn't give up on this team yet, Um you know, I think they're going to beat Michigan State at Michigan State. I don't think the Spartans are as good as what I thought they were going to be this year. Now, will they gear up and D'Antonio have them ready to play Urban? Yeah, absolutely. They're going to be ready to play. But I think Ohio State will have too much firepower on the offensive side throwing the ball against Michigan State. And then I just – even though Ohio State's defense hasn't been good, I just don't see the enough firepower on Michigan State's side, you know, to match Ohio State. So I think Ohio State will be – it's going to come down, in my opinion, it's going to come down to Ohio State and Michigan. Now, before the season, when I wrote my preseason preview, I had Michigan beating Ohio State, you know, and going on into the playoffs. But, you know, any prediction you make in July or August, you know, that thing can be fixed later on. So we'll see. I mean, I, I do think Ohio State's going to bounce back strong. They needed that bye week in the worst way. I think Urban needed that bye week, even though he worked it. You know, he did a ton of stuff with recruiting and trying to get these coordinators fixed. I think he needed to not have a game last week. So we'll see. I mean, I think they're going to come out like monsters this week. And then I do think they're going to beat Michigan State. And I think, you know, we're going to have this conversation the week before Ohio State-Michigan. It's going to be like the old days, and it's going to be, you know, winner-take-all. And Ohio State can absolutely still get to the playoffs if they win out. So I think – Last year's 30-point loss could not have been forgiven because he had the two-touchdown loss to Oklahoma. But I think a one-loss Ohio State team, I think they can forgive that loss to Purdue. You know, if you know, beat Michigan State, beat Michigan, beat Wisconsin or Iowa, and I think reasonable chance they can get in. 
I'm with you. Um, you know, I said coming into the year, I thought they were going to go 12 and one. I didn't know who the loss was going to be, but they were going to win the Big Ten title and go to the college football playoff. I tell you, I'm not as confident now because Michigan does look really good and Ohio State doesn't look as good as I thought they would. But I still trust Urban Meyer. I know he's not the. I know he's lost some of his fire. That's another thing. I mean, before I let you go, I mean that's that's something that a lot of people are worried that you just can't get that back. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think Urban. That's got to still be in him. The, the real Urban Meyer is still in their bank, is, is the way I feel. We just got to get it out of him somehow. It's still in there, don't you think? Well, I never, you know, I never bought all this things that I read that he's lost his fire and he his face looks bad and all. I, I'm not a psychiatrist, Dave. You know, I I have a hard enough time turning my computer on and spelling words right. But this guy, <laughs> if you look, you you got to look back at what he went through. And when he went through it, you know, Ohio State put him through a ringer. And as much as people want to blame Brett McMurphy and Paul Feinbaum and all that, I mean, it was Ohio State that really started that whole ball rolling by immediately putting him, you know, on administrative leave. They had no facts on their side. They didn't know a thing. And that's what started this whole thing. And it Yeah, Michael Drake. Of- Michael Drake's an idiot. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just well, want to throw that in there. I mean, yeah. well, I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing. And it happened right before the season started. You know, if that had happened in April or May or something, you'd have time to get over that. Well, he didn't have time to get over it. Administrative leave to suspension to kind of you're back coaching to kind of you're not back coaching to finally you're back coaching, all while being publicly ridiculed, all while having your own employer, you know, having you ready, they're ready to fire you when they put you on administrative leave. So I think they were expecting to find more stuff than they did. But that just puts everything in such a negative spin. And then, oh, by the way, you're expected to win every game, get to the college football playoffs. You've got a team with issues. This is a time when Urban Meyer really needed to lean on Greg Stadraw to have that offensive line fixed. He needed to lean on Billy Davis to have those linebackers playing well. He needed to lean on Grinch and Tabor Johnson to have those DBs buttoned up as tight as possible. Well, he couldn't depend on those guys. They let him down. You know, in his time of need, when he needed his assistants to kind of step up and, and, and solve this mess for him because he's gone, he's suspended, he's been through hell and back, they let him down. So now he's, they can't even, not only they're not helping him, he's got to do their jobs. So it was just a perfect storm of garbage. And, Urban still has it. I mean, this is ridiculous. He does, look what he's been through, Dave. Nick Saban, you know, Alabama would not be Alabama right now if Nick Saban had been through what Urban Meyer had been through. So cut the guy some slack. Um, I, you know, I think they're going to be fine this year. They're going to beat Michigan? I don't know. But, you know, he needs this offseason, I think, is what he needs to just chill it out. And I think, you know, next year you're going to see the old Urban Meyer again. You may see the old Urban Meyer again this week. You know, this guy, you know, his pedigree and his resume and his history, I think, deserve a little, a lot more credit than what he's getting right now. So, you know, I'm, you know, I don't buy all that garbage, I guess, is my short answer after the, my long-winded answer. I agree with you 100%. And this is a guy that is an absolute legend. I mean, just period. He, he could have retired, you know, right after the 2014 National Championship, and he would have been a legend. He's an absolute legendary college football coach. And, 
Yeah, man, it's going to be interesting to see. And now everybody's telling him, he's hearing things like this. Has he lost the fire? Has he lost his touch? Is he going to retire? By the way, Bucknutters, that's one question I'm going to ask today. All this, does he want to put that to rest that he's going to retire after the season? Just kind of throw it back in all the people's faces who are really hurting recruiting by saying Urban's going to retire. So that's one question I'm going to ask today. But, uh, Bank, you came strong as always. I really appreciate it, pal. Um, always one of the better guests we have here on Bucknuts. Uh, Bucknuts Morning 15 or whatever it is today. But uh, appreciate it, Bank, and I appreciate all the listeners out there for tuning into the show. Hope everyone has a great day. Let's hear that Buckeye swag, best in band in the land. <laughs>